Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this iteration of Faster Than a Stand-Up. I'm Brett Lamont. So here we are continuing our series on change management. I've got all my friends from the last episode. I've got Amy Collins, Dustin Wilson, Aaron Nyans, and Michael Graves. Hello, friends. Hello. Hello. So in this iteration, we're going to have a conversation talking about the differences between well-run change and poorly run change. Who wants to go first? Oh, come on. I'll just mention, we all have examples of poorly run change. Yes. And we have all felt those poorly run changes, whether it's at work or if it's outside of work. Those poorly run changes, um, I was trying to think of one of like gas prices, but I'm, you know. I won't quite go there, but it's along the lines of like outside of work, work examples. We've all felt them in work of poorly run changes where we've mentioned in a previous one where there's a change implemented and you have to react immediately. And then it becomes assumptions of what do I now? What do I do? Right. Because I don't have the information of what to do next. And that's a poorly run change where it's like, okay, I need to move from X to Y, but I don't or maybe I need to move from X and there is no Y or Z or what to move to. And so then you kind of have to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And that's a poorly so, run change because that be, means it's from an individual. It could be at a team level. It could be at an org level across those many things. So then as a team member and a, a contributor within a team, you, that just grows and grows and grows from a bad change. And then you have a large I don't know. I think a large cloud that just keeps on going. It's like it becomes this continuous movement of like ugliness. <laughs> yeah, garbage. <laughs> right. Yes. And, and as Dustin change. would say, waste. Bring yeah, a lot of waste. Lots of waste. Yeah. I mean, Dustin really, a bad change. Bad change is just uh, lack of information, right? It's people don't know, and the, whether they know or not, a lot of times the change will happen. Right. The difference is, do people are people aware of is this information getting the people who are you know being affected by this change? And if you have a poor change, the people who need to know don't have any of the information, right? Or they have it so late in the game that they can't do anything with the information. Versus a good change, they have the information. The people who need the information have it early enough to really digest it. And as we talked about in the last episode, question it really poke holes in it and provide feedback, right? So that would be a good change when the right people who are impacted by the change have information early enough to where they can react to it. So I'll ask the question, can you pivot bad change to good change? You can you can pivot it to better change. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that you go all the way from bad change to really great change. Sure. You can put some fixes in place sometimes that becomes expensive to redo things or relaunch things or whatever yep two two most costly words or letters in the english language are re right um but you can you can move the move the needle a couple of ways, right? Making sure that your managers, your your frontline managers are equipped with all of the information that they need ahead of time or in a in a better delivery 
Um, there's clear and concise explanation as to why this change is important. You see leadership actually demonstrating or communicating that this change is important, right? Because without the without the captain, who's gonna be buying into it? Who's gonna who else is gonna buy into it? Right. If you don't see, you know, the whole do as I say, not as I do doesn't work in corporate change. Yep. <laughs> right. Really Those, work that, <laughs> it doesn't really work anywhere. I mean, some places it could work, but it's not the best approach to yep. uh, to to run by that philosophy. So there's ways to improve it, but there's so many challenges that come along with that. Right. Because if you don't do change well people start to lose trust and that is hugely hard to overcome when that that trust factor is is gone so aaron walk me through we we talked a little bit about how you could pivot a bad change into being a better change walk me through what it looks like like where do you think leadership could step in and help pivot that change, right? They, yeah. Like they bought off on they bought off on the bad one, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. change happened below them and they went, oh wow, that was not a good idea. How do you think they pivot to, or you know, move the needle to use Amy's phrase? How do they move the needle to being less horrible? Yeah, I think that there's several strategies that you can put into place. Um, one would be to have an immediate like all hands meeting where everyone can come together and ask uh, questions about um, change at hand. Um, it seems to be one strategy that comes to mind uh, or a communication of sorts, whether that be an email or um, a messaging system that you might have, something like that. Um, I think my main thought there is to open the communication and get the communication started between the leader and uh, the employees. Um, Also representing them with any of the questions that they may have and bringing those up to the the leaders of that change to get them answered and to get uh, your people uh, as much information about the change that you can uh, also helps uh, pivot that change. So I would say people who are familiar with this podcast would hear words like individuals and interactions. That's a good thing. Transparency, another good thing. Collaboration, another good thing. Model behavior. uh, There you go. Yes, Dustin, model behavior. Michael, any other thoughts on that? The words that you're mentioning related to Atos, like people over process, which people is directly related to this change management. So those are words Always. that this would be familiar with, right? Yeah, yeah. So if we're talking through this, Dustin, we've got bad bad changes and how do we pivot them? What about good changes and we try to keep them from pivoting to less positive? Sure, yeah, so uh, that's about engagement and continual, continually engaging with information follow-up. 
Um, but it's not just broad term follow up. It has to be targeted, right? So there, we haven't really talked too much about it, but sort of building your sponsor coalition map, the, the key people in the organization who can really uh, help to drive this. And that's sort of the high level, those the high level leaders, but then also those frontline managers. So it would be targeted um, information sharing and you know feedback with those targeted groups so that they can engage with their teams and provide answers with them. So it's ensuring that you have regular recurring feedback sessions and information and sort of check-ins so you can help to walk with these key folks, walk them through the change so that they're uh, they're comfortable, they have the knowledge and they can help to sustain it, but and also they can help their teams to answer their questions. So I think that goes back to something that we cover quite a bit through this through multiple seasons here is that not only do you have to have buy-off from individual contributors, but you also need buy-off from mid-tier managers because oh, yeah. if they don't sign off on it, it don't matter. Like right. leadership can come in and say, hey, I need you to, you know, we need as a company to do A, B, C, D, and E. And if mid-level managers are like, uh, I don't care about B and D doesn't apply to me, then change is like it's, it's going to pivot to yeah <laughs> it's going to pivot to bad really quick right i mean just think about it this way if your boss didn't care about this thing would you care about it you're not motivated to care about it either right, right. Uh, because yeah. that's the person that you report to right right so you do have to have you have to have everybody buying into it or at least understanding you know the phrase that we introduced in the last in the last uh, episode, where it's the what's what's in it for me. So it's like if you can speak to everybody, and you're not going to speak to 100%. Like we should not have the fallacy that you're going to speak to 100% of any given group, any given company, any given conversation that you're going to speak to everybody directly yeah, to their soul. You right. can't, and that's why you have. That's why it's so important to identify those key folks. You really have to do a good job of understanding who are those key leader leaders within the organization, high level, mid and mid managers, identifying them and focusing on uh, interactions with them, so then they can share the information with their team. Because to be honest, the people will receive it much better from their manager than they would from me, right? Some guy they don't know. You know, that's always the thing for anyone who's working with teams. It's like, who are you and why do I care? Right. Right. So I think we have to be. Can I jump in here, Brent? Sorry. Please. I think we need to also be realistic, right? That not every manager is going to get on board. Right. Yep. They aren't going to buy it 100 percent. They don't have to agree with every change and the and the reasons behind it. They have to agree to support their business, to support the business, right? So you can you can not agree with the change, but you can still support the change as a manager. And that's okay. Right. right? That's an okay thing. You different opinions make better, better innovation. But it's that getting supporting it regardless. And it, you know, sharing with your team, there's no nothing wrong with being transparent that I don't, you know, as a manager or as this team, we don't 100 percent support or agree with the idea, but we're going to support it because that's the right thing to do. People need to be aware of that. Leadership needs to be aware of that so that they can 
coach those those managers accordingly to support even when they don't necessarily agree. Right. 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 That, that's reality because you're not going to you're not not everybody's going to support every decision. But I think it goes back to something that we talked about earlier, that if you have the information, because change that is basically said, thou shalt do X, like that never goes well, right? <laughs> Whereas if you say, we're we're going to do X, and here are some reasons why we're doing it, and mm-hmm. here's some thoughts behind how we're going to get there, that's going to go over way better, Absolutely. and it's going to actually happen at a higher acceptance rate than it would if it was just thou shalt because mm-hmm. we've all worked we've all worked at places where it was thou shalt do x right oh yeah and you know and so it's going to work out a lot better if you just get the you know give me some understanding tell me why this is a good thing and then let's go do that doesn't guarantee that they're going to agree agreed but they're more likely to support and that and that's what you need. Right. Right. Thoughts before we before we start to wrap this one up, because we're heading towards time. I think there's a couple other things that will keep a change good. Um, the we have on several occasions used some sort of feedback tool. So mm-hmm. whether that mm-hmm. is a, a survey of some sort or an open forum. There's lots of different choices there if you want to keep it anonymous. Uh, that helps a lot of people share feedback. So I think that feedback tool is, is key. I also think that the reinforcement, um, whether that be with some sort of reporting or a metric of some sort that you're watching, um, those, those two things are really key in keeping a good change good. Right on. Michael? Yep. No, I was just thinking of that game of telephone, you know, if you speak in the can and, um, you know, you have to have that consistency of that message in order for each line to agree and understand that message. And I think that's why I think of, you know, the game of telephone, because if Mm -hmm. the leader is thou shalt, like you mentioned, then the next person is, okay, I shall do this. I understand why I'm doing this. And then I'm going reading the can and it goes down so that, but the message doesn't get a lot lost along that string. Well, but I will say, I think the string has to be tight. And that's something that I think a lot of teams forget is that the string's got to be tight. You got to have, you know, consistent and tight messaging so that everybody understands the words. It doesn't have to be the exact same words, but it's got to be at least the same understanding. Okay. Anything else before we? I, oh, I just want to touch. Got something. No, let's go. I'm sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> no, it's all good. In a minute. <laughs> just, Aaron touched on something that I think is super important in yeah. that um, reporting back, right? The the, you know, here's how things are going. There's a couple things that have to happen there. You have to be able to define success at the beginning. So everybody knows what that definition looks like. You can't just have ambiguity when when you're trying to drive change. And then also sharing how things are going. Yes. Right? They need to hear that. They need to see that. And when there's successes, they need to be celebrated. It can't just be, okay, we've done this. We've executed. Here was our launch date. And then nothing. Right. 
that that you know here's here's where you're here's where we're going or here's how we're doing is super important as well perfect that's a great that's a great place for us to stop on this episode uh, i want to thank you guys for the time because i think we this is great content and i think this is another conversation that we're going to need to do yet another episode on so until that next episode uh, here we go until that next iteration i'm brent i'm amy i'm dustin i'm aaron and i'm michael until the next iteration, you can give us a five-star rating at your podcast provider. Send us mail at info at fasterthanstandup.com. Ring by us on Twitter at Faster Stand Up. Thanks for listening. And that was Faster Than Stand Up. The opinions on this podcast are solely those of the participants and not of their employers.